Hello and welcome to Reading the Bible Cover to Cover in 365 Days. My name is Andrea Lendy, author of the book and Bible reader and studier for over a decade. And I'm excited to share some thoughts with you about today's reading. Welcome to day 17 of Reading the Bible Cover to Cover in 365 Days. Let us pray. Oh Lord, thank you for today, another day to learn more about you. May you impart wisdom into our hearts and help us live better lives. Help us lean into righteousness, Father. May you bend our will to yours. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, Matthew chapter 17 is one of those, can you imagine this chapters? Jesus takes his best three men, Peter, James, and John, with him up the mountain to see something spectacular. There is some discussion about the reason these three men were chosen. We don't know for sure, but we are sure the Lord chose them for his reasons. Peter was likely chosen because of his love for Jesus and because it was his mission to largely start the church. He needed an experience like this, the kind where God speaks to him, telling him that Jesus is his son and to listen to him. Well, John, he was dearly loved by Jesus and was included in this miraculous occasion. And James was likely chosen because of his fervor for the Lord. He would be killed by Herod to please the Jewish people, and he held fast to his faith even to his last breath. So can you imagine seeing Moses and Elijah, who were both deceased from this world, talking with Jesus? This would be an almost unfathomable experience as they watched two angel-like beings appear before them. Did they descend from heaven or just appear? We don't know, but it would really have been something to see. Can you imagine seeing a teacher's appearance change to brilliance, the kind that would be difficult to even look at? Our chapter says Jesus' face was bright as the sun and his clothes were white as light. This would blow our minds. And lastly, can you imagine hearing God's voice through a cloud? I could imagine this would have been the icing on the cake to put the disciples in a total state of fear. But the Lord Jesus put his hand upon them and told them not to be afraid. God shows us his love through allowing these men to see this transformation, transfiguration, and hear the voice of God because these men were instrumental in sharing the gospel, which all of us are now beneficiaries of. These men needed this experience to firm up their faith, the kind of faith that led them to spread the good news to as many people as they could, start the foundation of the church, and then go to their deaths proclaiming that Jesus was the Messiah. I also love when Jesus tells Peter to go fishing, and he tells him to open up the mouth of the first fish he would catch, and there would be a shekel in it, this shekel they used to pay the temple tax. Miracle after miracle is recorded in this chapter, so enjoy it to the fullest. Let's see what's happening in Acts chapter 17. Paul and Silas were preaching and teaching in Thessalonica in the Jewish synagogue. Some people were converted and some were not, as is usually the case. The ones who didn't believe became jealous and incited a bit of a riot. They, Paul and Silas, along with Jason, were put in jail. Someone posted bail and they were released. Paul and Silas slipped away to another town. The Jewish people 
there were ready to hear the gospel, and many were converted. However, when the Thessalonians heard of this, they went straight to the town and incited another crowd. Paul left for Athens while Silas and Timothy remained. Paul saw the idol worshiping that was done in Athens, and he became outraged. The Athenians were always interested in hearing a new thing, so they were intent on listening to Paul. They prayed to their unknown gods, but Paul's discussion led to a verse, which is one of my favorite verses in the Bible. Because one day I was on a quest, just like the Athenians were. That quest lasted about a decade for me. I wondered what my purpose was. I found myself engaging in conversation about this with those who would listen. Verse 27 was the start of an answer to that question. It says, so that they should seek God in the hope that they might feel after him and find him, although he is not far from each one of us. When I asked God over and over what my purpose was, I heard a gentle whisper that it was to worship him. This last verse gives us a sneak peek into why we are all here, so that we will seek God and find him. It's a powerful chapter. Genesis chapter 33 ends the suspense in what will happen to Jacob when Esau sees him for the first time. Esau brought 400 men with him. I can imagine Jer Jacob was terrified. But Esau ran to meet him, hugged him, kissed him, and they both cried. What a reunion they had after all these years. Both wanted to give the other gifts because they both had plenty. God blessed each of them with all they needed and more which shows God's faithfulness and love to this generation, just two generations past Abraham. However, within this beautiful reunion in Jacob's return, there came some trouble. Sin is still present in this fallen world. In chapter 34, one of Jacob's daughters was raped by a prince. The prince asked his father, the ruler of the land, to obtain this girl for his wife. While Jacob agreed to the proposal, Dinah's brothers made other plans. They sought retribution, and their plans included killing all the men in the land. They deceived these men and killed them. Here again we see that one sin leads to another. There were many who lost their lives that day. We do not know anything more about Dinah or what happened to her after her brothers took her home from the prince's home. We do know that the prince fell in love with her. Verse 3 says he spoke comfortingly to her young heart's wishes. I'm left wondering if she too may have fallen in love with the prince. Jacob was extremely upset with his sons because he thought they had made him a target and an enemy with other groups of people around them. We'll see what happens tomorrow. Psalm 17 finds David surrounded by King Saul and his men. He truly thought he was going to be apprehended and killed that day. Suddenly, and don't we love God's suddenlies, King Saul received the message that the Philistines had invaded the land. He had to turn and deal with a bigger problem than searching for David. Once again, David is spared. However, it wasn't clear he would be when David wrote this psalm. I love what he wrote in the last verse. Even though he was afraid for his life, he wrote, As for me, I will continue to behold your face in righteousness, rightness, justice, and right standing with you. I shall be fully satisfied, he says. When I awake to find myself beholding your form and having sweet communion with you. I'm not sure if David was writing about what he thought would happen as he died, or if he was hopeful that he would live through this. Either way, he was hopeful in God, 
He was hopeful he would see God and have communion with him. David never wavered in his belief in God's goodness. We can look at his example here in this psalm and know that God is good. God's love is shown through the protection he provided for David. We can be sure the Lord will protect us as well. Let us pray. Oh, Lord, thank you for your word. Thank you for prompting us to read your word and helping us complete the task. We see your extraordinary love for your people and pray we receive that kind of love in our hearts. Help us not hold you far from us, but help us lean into you and your love. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for walking this journey with me and being a faithful reader of God's word. I pray that he shows himself as the God who loves you deeply and cares about every detail in your life. Come back tomorrow for some more thoughts and insights as you read God's word.